1: guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast. And Kunal, that's it for the pleasantries because we've got so much to discuss on this episode.
0: Absolutely. Hi guys. And the most controversial topic, will rival teams protest Charles Leclerc's sim setup that was used during the last two virtual Grand Prix? Right? Because the last time Leclerc uh, won two races back-to-back, everyone flocked to protest against the legality of his Ferrari engine. And, you know, I guess that uh, protesting against the sim is like the virtual racing equivalent.
1: Yeah, and Kunal, we all know how that one turned out. I'm wondering if Ferrari will have another out-of-court settlement. And will the FIA be unable to prove that Leclerc's sim kit was illegal after all?
0: And how soon before the media reports that even simulators have become extremely complex for the FIA to govern?
1: How soon before the smaller teams complain against the bigger teams for spending, what, millions or more on simulators? They're always complaining. Yeah, and I think in all of this, Jacques Wilner will be boasting of how he's able to race against the best using a simple controller.
0: Bullseye. And frankly, all this virtual Grand Prix talk, the only question I want to answer is who on earth is providing Lando Norris with his equipment? It's literally failing just when the races are about to start. It's just so crazy.
1: That's also it for our crazy talk in this episode.
0: Only gets crazier as time follows, right? But I really wish I could say the same thing about uh, the world of virtual Grand Prix. Because I get this feeling that the more we talk about virtual Grand Prix, the lesser people are listening to us. Uh, Like, I don't even know what's interesting about the virtual races, apart from the non-racing banter between the drivers. Yeah,
1: Kunal, I have to stop you there, because you've literally said the exact same thing every time you've spoken about the virtual Grand Prix. I think it's time you give us something new. Uh, like, are you already out of ideas in this long <laughs> of season?
0: Well, frankly, when it comes to virtual racing, I relate to Kimi Raikkonen's stance. He said, I don't care and this isn't why I started watching Formula One and this isn't why I'm reporting on Formula One.
1: Okay, Kunal, what I care about right now is telling our listeners what we've got in store for them uh, in this episode.
0: Sure, go ahead. So
1: uh, guys, there are rumors about Sebastian Vettel. Uh, He's apparently been offered a one-year extension and a lower salary.
0: You know, I really wonder if this is why Sebastian Vettel bought himself a SIM kit a few days ago. And, you know, decided to participate in the online races, you know, maybe just to fit in, maybe just to show that he's a team player, maybe just to help uh, Ferrari score double points in the virtual Grand Prix. (laughs) And, you know, well, someone please go remind Ferrari and Sebastian Vettel that the virtual Grand Prix don't actually have championship points awarded. It's just... Fun and games, yeah, literally. Yeah,
1: exactly. So we're going to talk a lot more about Wettel and his choices later on in the show. And we're also going to discuss the rumoured replacements for Wettel. Very interesting.
0: I'm eager to discuss all the new circuits that have suddenly shown interest in hosting a Formula 1 race in 2020. And I'm going to second guess why there's suddenly more circuits showing interest than they were in all these last couple of years right and guys before we go on with this episode uh, we are the inside line f1 podcast on facebook as well so go ahead and like our page Uh, we have a weekly formula one quiz on our uh, facebook page as well as a live talk show every sunday it's super fun yes you're welcome to tune in and just enjoy the quiz with us remember to check the page for timings every week
1: And guys, please do leave us a rating and review on whatever app you're listening to us on. Uh, Unless the app happens to be Spotify, because Spotify doesn't let you do reviews for some reason.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's crazy, right? It's 2020 and who would have thought that Spotify doesn't allow us to do reviews, especially when in 2020 there are like just so many Uh, virtual races that are happening.
1: (laughs) Kural, I have to ask you to calm down. And you know what? You can tell us why you're so worked up about this whole online racing thing. Like it's that one topic uh, on which you can just have like an endless
0: monologue.
1: You don't even need me.
0: Yeah, okay. (laughs) Thanks. Well, I think I'm just missing the, the real races like all of you guys are. And Robert Kubica said that sim racing will never replace Formula One. And for one, I really hope that Never say never isn't true out here because I don't really want it to replace Formula One.
1: It's true. And on the other hand, uh, Charles Leclerc and Landon Norris, they've been claiming, you know, how difficult sim racing is compared to real life motorsport.
0: Yeah, yeah. Whatever.
1: And frankly, if I were Alex Albon, you know, Kunal, I'd be really wishing and hoping that Helmet Marco would be watching all the performances in the virtual races because Albon is the other driver who's literally been on fire.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, uh, even if Marco was watching, I'm sure Helmut Marco's first thought would be, oh yeah, Albon's good, but you know, there is no Max Verstappen to compare his performances against.
1: For a guy, for Yeah, whatever
0: he's going to do, he's just going to be compared against Max Verstappen and rightfully so.
1: And it's really kind of uh, sad because now Daniel Ricciardo's gone and made a claim for uh, Albon's seat at Red Bull Racing.
0: How do we know it's for Albon's seat and not for Verstappen's seat? Oh,
1: good question. Okay. But this could be another. A great reunion you know in formula one and i guess ricardo versus verstappen at red bull racing if that were to happen it would be a great sequel to their earlier rivalry
0: uh, you know you're right and uh, i wonder if liberty media is probably playing a part in all of this like we know from the earlier days that bernie eccleston uh, worked behind the scenes to get the best drivers in the best cars and so on so it would be great if Liberty Media is also thinking on similar lines. We already know that they were trying to get Fernando Alonso a seat back in Formula One, right? But uh, while we are at Red Bull Racing and uh, we keep speaking about Helmut Marcos' uh, experiments, let's admit that uh, you know they are fun. And uh, the truth is, for Liberty Media, from Liberty Media's point of view, that there is a, a vacant seat at a top team. That is available, or, or or a seat at a top team that's actually being wasted in their, in the way they would see it.
1: That's so true, and it also feels like Ricardo's talent is being wasted at Renault. At least that's what I feel.
0: Yeah, likewise. And I don't think anyone disagrees with
1: that. <laughs> Kunali, if rumors are to be believed, Ricardo's also on Ferrari's list, and he's claimed that he could return to Red Bull Racing, and I think he could also have an outside chance to head off to McLaren. You know, in case Ferrari picks up signs. So lots of permutations there.
0: Okay, so this is where it gets all crazy. Guys, we're going to try and structure our episode just so that we don't take you around in circles, uh, you know, like your favorite drivers do time and again. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's going to be a little more tougher on this episode. I'll be honest, especially trying to figure who's trying to do what and what's Ferrari trying to do Vettel and so on. Great. So, you know,
1: literally, here's the starting point, you know, the trigger for this conversation. Uh, So, the rumor has it that uh, Vettel's been offered a one-year extension at Ferrari and a lower pay, like we were talking. And guys, yes, this is a rumor. Please remember that. But I think it's absolutely discussion-worthy.
0: Yeah, I mean, just like the old times, I am also wondering if these rumors are purposely being spread, you know. To keep the conversations going in this never-ending, really long off-season... And remember, guys, that at the end of last year, there was suddenly a rumor that Hamilton was talking to Ferrari for a potential switch and so on. And that kept us going, uh, you know, those three three months when there was no Formula One. Right. And ironically enough, now we have a new rumor and that involves Sebastian Vettel. Uh, so that's also come through that Ferrari aren't interested in Hamilton. Uh, because they consider him too old to hire.
1: Man, you know Kunal, I have to really give it to these guys. They literally know how to spread rumors and also make those rumors very entertaining or funny at the same time. Yeah, and lots of dope
0: for us. Thank exactly.
1: you. Exactly. Okay, and Kunal, let's just assume that it's true, okay, for the sake of discussion. I'm just imagining how embarrassed Wetel must be feeling. It's like it only took Leclerc one season or what, half a season and the second half of 2019 to just pull everything away from him at Ferrari.
0: I agree. And I think, you know, Sebastian Vettel will walk away if he feels disrespected. That's my feeling. And uh, honestly, it's also difficult to read what Ferrari could be up to, uh, you know, at this time. So traditionally, Ferrari have been known to keep drivers way past their best by date. You know, and case in point being Felipe Massa and even Kimi Raikkonen. But uh, remember, this is the new Ferrari. They decided to promote uh, Leclerc from uh, Alfa Romeo to Ferrari after literally only a handful races uh, in his debut season, uh, something that they have never done before. So it's difficult to call what Ferrari could be up to out here.
1: And I agree that, you know, for Sebastian Vettel, it's going to be more than just money. It's going to be about the respect and the stature and all of that. I mean, after all, he's a 4 times world champion and we sometimes seem to forget that.
0: Yes, and uh, who knows, you know, Sebastian uh, Vettel has won four world championships, we know. But when I was saying who knows, I was speaking more so for Charles Leclerc. Uh, he is yet to prove himself to be a championship contender. You know, he's yet to be in the championship fight for the whole 20 or 22-odd races uh, in his career. So here we are all assuming that he will be a worthy championship contender. There's no denying that he's got the talent he's shown he could take on a Hamilton and a Verstappen, you know, from, say, a Monza last year or or an Austria last year and so on. So there are the signs. But will he really be able to have, uh, you know, a, a full championship assault whenever Uh, The opportunity arises. That's the main question here.
1: Exactly. Who knows? And I think, unfortunately for uh, Vettel, he's had more downs than ups in the recent past. So, uh, you know, we obviously assume that it's always part and parcel of a championship uh, campaign and all of that. But,
0: you know. But but if uh, Vettel goes, you know, uh, there are rumors again that there are three drivers who could actually replace Sebastian Vettel uh, Daniel Ricciardo. Carlos Sainz Jr. and Antonio Giovinazzi. These are the three names that are doing the rounds.
1: And interestingly, all three drivers are out of a seat by the end of 2020, whether we have the 2020 season or not.
0: True, that's right. And frankly, I'm disappointed with like 33% of the list that's come out of the three drivers who, you know, would replace Sebastian Vettel. I think it's way too early uh, to have Giovinazzi, you know, turn up as a potential driver. That game
1: shocked me as well.
0: I mean, Giovinazzi barely beaten Kimi Raikkonen in his first season. He had flashes of brilliance, yes. But nothing where, you know, we sat back and be like, wow, you know. And uh, let's remember, Ferrari will also be looking out for a solid driver to be able to help them to fight for the Constructors' Championship. Because that's where they do business and that's where uh, they earn money from.
1: Personally, I would have also hoped to see Sergio Perez's name on that list. I mean, Absolutely. he's definitely a deserving candidate, more than Giovinazzi either way. And I also think for Ricardo and Sainz, it would be a great opportunity if either of them lands this up, uh, seat.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, a Ferrari break is always... Always, most most corrected. exciting time of your Formula Absolutely. One career.
1: Absolutely, and I think in a you know in, on a grid where only a few teams are capable of fighting for championships a call up to Ferrari, I think it would be just the right move that they'd be looking to make at this point in their careers. Yeah,
0: for Daniel Ricciardo, it would be a lifesaver, you know, after his unexplainable decision to go after to Renault. As for Carlos Sainz Jr., I think it would be a great recovery for his career after being dropped by Red Bull Racing.
1: Yeah, all I'm going to say is that whoever eventually gets selected will be the only driver on the grid to have had the opportunity to race alongside Verstappen and Leclerc in the same uh, machinery. True. You know, like the two most competitive benchmarks in modern Formula
0: One. Yeah, what a relishing prospect that might just turn out to be. Again, guys, remember, these are only rumors, but the truth is that Sebastian Vettel holds the key to the driver market And he could trigger these changes either in 2021 or even 2022.
1: Yeah, and Kunal, also just uh, another thought on Sergio Perez. I really hope the fact that, you know, he ditched Ferrari's driver academy and, you know, he'd taken up that drive with McLaren several years ago. uh, I hope that doesn't come in the way of a possible promotion to Ferrari.
0: Yeah, and, you know, come to think of it, it's like seven seasons since that actually happened. 2013, if I remember correctly. Time
1: flies. I hope they've forgotten.
0: Yes, but we've actually forgotten that one drive who may actually also have an outside chance to replacing Sebastian Vettel, and that's Fernando Alonso. And it would be some fairy tale comeback, to be very honest. I would love it.
1: What a story! Huh? Yeah,
0: and as much as I think that Formula One has moved on from Fernando Alonso, I would love to see him return and battle at the front with Leclerc and Max Verstappen. That would be so awesome.
1: It would be crazy, like a movie, you know, like the perfect career hurrah for the man who beat. Michael Schumacher in his prime. True. And I also think a move to Ferrari for Alonso would mean seeing Hamilton and Alonso fight at the front once again. Wow. And that would be absolutely headline worthy. And just bring so much more attention to Formula One.
0: Yeah, I mean, Chase Carey, we know you're listening. Please try and make it happen. Let's bring try and bring Alonso back into Formula One. Although it, it pains me to say bringing Alonso back at the cost of Sebastian Vettel doesn't sort of make the cut for me. But yes, we are reacting to rumors and speculation. And we actually usually wait till all official sources confirm the stories. But this one's definitely an interesting one to discuss and ponder over. Right. But let's get to some more real stuff. The 2020 Formula One calendar. What do we have?
1: Yeah, so there have been not many new updates since our last episode, but we know that Austria could be a season opener and Austria and Silverstone could host multiple rounds. I don't mind that. Yeah, I don't either. And, you know, so basically it seems like we could see some racing action in July and then have another longish break. At least that's what it seems like, uh, based on my reading. Uh,
0: Yeah, I'll tell you what I'm most interested about. And this is from what I've been told. Uh, Formula One could actually have a race on Wednesday. And that would be like the second race at the same venue and so on. Right. And I'm totally for trying weekday races. I know there are lots of time zone implications to be aware of and so on and so forth. I'd love to see how people react to it, how many people tune in and so on.
1: And Kunal, very interesting. There are also these new circuits that have been throwing their ads into the ring to host Formula One races. So there's Algarve in Portugal and Imola in Italy as well. And after wanting to drop Formula One in 2020, Barcelona now wants to host two two races this year.
0: You know, I suspect. I know. I think I know what's happening out here, and this is what we've been saying, right? So, for twenty twenty, for Formula One to r- host races, uh, Liberty Media might end up paying circuits to host these races instead of it being the other way around, right? And maybe this is why new circuits are all coming forward, saying, hey, pay me money and here's my circuit, you know, just host whatever it is that you want.
1: Not a bad business model. But, you know, honestly, race hosting fees, TV deals and trackside hospitality, uh, we know those are some of the major revenue drivers for Formula One. And clearly some, uh, you know, the revenue from the race hosting fees and the trackside hospitality seems difficult, if not impossible at this point, at least for the opening races. Yeah,
0: and this could mean that TV-only races could actually be funded by television revenue. Basically, the pay TV deals that everyone's been bitching about all these years could actually come to Formula One's rescue in 2020. That's my reading of it. And honestly, more than how many races, I'm eager to see how Formula One is able to host races in 2020 from a logistics And a financial uh, point of view.
1: Yeah, we spoke about this in great detail on our previous episode. Guys, you all are welcome to go back and tune right in. It was a great, great conversation.
0: True, like every episode is. Like
1: every time. (laughs) And uh, okay, so on to the final topic of this episode. Again, very interesting. We're going to talk about Toro Wolf's investment into Aston Martin.
0: Well, it proves only one thing. That didn't need proving. And that is that Todd Wolf is a wealthy man. That's (laughs) the reality of life. He's been investing in Formula 1 teams like, you know, we're investing in mutual funds or something. Literally.
1: And I also wonder if this is a case of uh, Wolf securing his future in Formula 1. You know, just in case Mercedes decides to depart from the sport. It could
0: very well be so. Who knows? He's got the money. He's, you know, he's had his role with Mercedes because he was a part-time shareholder and so on. Or a part shareholder and so on. And why not with Aston Martin as well? And I said this, you know, in our live Formula One chat a few days ago. And I will say it again. Hamilton's always said that his future with Mercedes depends on Wolf's role with the team. So if Toto Wolf goes over to Aston Martin, will Lewis Hamilton join him there as well? And if Lewis Hamilton goes over to Aston Martin, would Lance Stroll end up being his teammate? Oh my God. Yeah, what a crazy turn of events Wolf's investment into Aston Martin could lead us to. Can you imagine?
1: And in that situation, Aston Martin would have had, uh, they would have to have such a wide strategy, uh, you know, set up for qualifying, like how to get Lance Stroll out of Q1 and how to get Lewis Hamilton to pole (laughs) (laughs) on either ends of the spectrum, basically. (laughs) But seriously, I really wonder what prompted a change of heart uh, at Mercedes because back in 2013, Wolf had a stake in Williams and he was asked to sell it off before taking charge of Mercedes' F1 team. True. And now, 2020, Mercedes is okay with Wolf owning a stake in Aston Martin. I mean, I don't know why that could be. The only common thread is that Mercedes also holds a small stake in Aston Martin. So maybe that makes it okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, if things go the way they are, it wouldn't be beyond me to think that Stroll and Wolf would partner someday to buy Formula One from Liberty Media.
1: That is incredible. And let's
0: remember the the the, the, the stock price of Formula One is actually very, very low in the stock exchange. So anyway, not, <laughs> not giving away any ideas to Stroll and Wolf, but who knows?
1: Who knows? Okay, so last points before we wrap up this episode?
0: Sure. Williams has said that racing in 2020 is absolutely critical to their future in Formula One. And uh, Gunther Steiner has said that he is unsure of Haas' future in the sport. And frankly, when you come to think of it, Williams and Haas are the only two midfield teams that are truly independent and have no connection with a manufacturer or a top team like, say, Red Bull in this case.
1: In fact, Christian Horner said that Liberty Media could come to the rescue of, uh, you know, these smaller teams if required. I assume this would be like an advance to their championship earnings or so on. I mean, it would be a precarious situation for Liberty Media, you know, acting like a bank or, you know, like a government to keep these companies or teams afloat, but worth considering.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're cash rich, as we know that, but it all depends, you know, how do you sort of give in advance? How do you calculate what their championship bonuses could be and and so on, right? Uh, Finally, about Lewis Hamilton, uh, he's always uh, expressed his concerns for the planet, as we know. This time, he's asked the Chinese to treat their dogs better. Did you hear of that?
1: I did, actually. That was quite interesting.
0: But, Lewis, can you also please request the Chinese to treat their bats better? Because that's where (laughs) we are currently all struggling on a a funny note, so to say. Oh,
1: dear God. (laughs) Okay, and Kunal, before we go, I found this quite funny. Kimi Raikkonen has claimed that only two of the current er drivers on the grid are his friends. You want to guess who those are?
0: Definitely not Daniel Ricardo because Ricardo has called out Raikkonen for not being very uh, friendly. You know, friendly. Yeah,
1: so Raikkonen says his friends are Vettel and Giovinazzi. So that's his current and former teammate basically. Uh guess the only other driver who was teammates with Kimi Raikkonen
0: And isn't his friend. I think that's Roman Grosso Oh,
1: yeah. Well done.
0: (laughs) Well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. We guys hope that you're all all safe and sound and locked up because that's what it should be like. We will see you next week where we will have Lucien bring to you all yet another classic race on our show. See you then and take care. Adios.